Hi, I'm Doug the Neighbor, and welcome to my podcast coming to you from the Possum Trot Studios here in awesome Austin, Texas. It is really a hot day, but it's a special moment because we have a very special neighbor guest here today, and we've been trying to get him here to do a podcast for the last 500 years, (laughs) and he finally has showed up. Brian Lim is here. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And glad to have you here on this nice hot day. Okay. Brian, I am Doug the Neighbor. This is the uh, Possum Trot Studios here in awesome Austin, Texas. And we are in our fifth year of doing our podcast. And so, and our 80th interview of Doug the Neighbor interviewing his neighbors. So we're very, very happy to have you here. And we would like to introduce you to the Possum Trot Studios. If you look on up there, there's Jojo Bear. Uh He is our vice president in charge of production and drinking all of the Dr. Pepper here. And of course, we have uh, Cowboy Otis up there. He's in charge of security and making sure that all the guests are safe. And he's a very, very scary guy. And if you'll (laughs) notice up there, we have a bag of dried prunes. We did a podcast with a gentleman named Bill Belford. I went to high school with Bill out in El Paso, Texas. And he's a comedian, and we call him Bill Buffalo. And he's expressed an opinion concerning this podcast, sending over a bag of dried prunes. Oh, my goodness. (coughs) Funny guy. Funny guy. (laughs) Now, if you notice over there, there are two logos for the DTN podcast, the... uh, Uh, the orange diamond and then the round blue one there those were drawn by a 17 year old artist here in the neighborhood we call her the E which one of those do you think uh, is uh, appropriate which one do you like well I'm gonna throw kind of a mix in here because I really like the orange diamond being uh, 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 a Texas Longhorn fan uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I, I do like the 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 uh, representation of a microphone in the one on the right. Yeah, I like that one too. I like that one too. So we'll express these uh, or pass these opinions along to the E. E is a very talented uh, artist. If you'll notice down there, we have the Top of Possum Trot Flipper Walk poster, which is a charitable endeavor that Doug the Neighbor uh, does every year where we walk in flippers up... (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Excuse me. Up Possum Trot, those two vicious hills, to raise money for Dell Children's. We've raised over $9,000 in three years. We have done a really mm. impressive job. And then also over there, you see the blue square with the Texas star there. That is the Possum Trot Bakery uh, from awesome Austin, Texas. For the last year and a half, Doug the Neighbor has been sending out cookies to the troops oh. uh, overseas. Uh, and we have a couple of bakers here in the area, Perio next door, and Titch, who is 13-year-old neighbor, but has a little, a little uh, fame as a uh, 
as a baker making cookies and we box them up and send them once a month we've been doing it last year and a half well that's wonderful yeah that's a little something there and I hope to be in town uh, next year for the flipper walk since I was out of town this time I didn't get to so the onus is on you now we'll get you some flippers there okay we'll get you walking on up there now also if you'll notice over here the Doug the Neighbor painting, this was done by Noah Gould of Santa Clara, uh, California. We did a podcast with Mike McNeil, who is a geek, and he just lives down the street here. He's a startup guy who's doing really, really well. And he walked, Mike walked in with this painting from Noah Gould of Santa Clara. So That's wonderful. Uh, yeah. It's a great, great color. <coughs> yeah, it's a great, great color. Oh, let me just have a little sip of this Dr. Pepper. Mm, 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 mm. So let's, let's continue here. Let's get on over to the weather window. Brian, it's 100 degrees again. It's the end of September almost. Come yes. on. <laughs> and it's 100 degrees again, again, and again. It's really, really hot. I think this is probably the, the hottest summer I can recall. Oh, it's, it's ugly. It's just really ugly. All right, let's move on to the sports report. And first off, the Longhorns won uh, handily over uh, the Baylor yesterday. What was that score? 38 to... 38 to 6. 38 to 6. And then the Dallas Cowboys are playing this afternoon, and I am wearing my lucky Dallas Cowboy cap. And how lucky is it? I bought this. It's a classic. I bought this the last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Uh -huh. So I've had it for a long, long time. But this is the year. Okay. Now, that is the Possum Trot Studios. We are very, very happy to have you here. You have your Dr. Pepper there. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Let us begin interviewing, Doug the neighbor interviews his neighbors, Brian Lim. How are you? I'm doing great. And okay. I'm, I love living in the neighborhood. Yeah, the Deep Eddy neighborhood, a lovely, lovely neighborhood, lovely neighborhood. Now, let's begin with some very easy questions, Brian, before we get into uh, the real Brian Lim. Uh, what, what's your name? What's your name? My name is Brian Lim, and uh, uh, my middle name is Lavore. Oh, now Lavore sounds uh, French. It is. It's, uh, it's, it, it's even weirder because the, the V in the middle is capitalized. Oh, okay. And I don't know why. Do we know what Lavore means in French? It's just a family name that's been passed down and passed down, and, and it's, it's a middle name. That, that's a middle uh, name. Know, my, now, my father went by it, even though it's his middle name, because he had, uh, his name was Luke, and there were a lot of Lukes, but, but uh, I, I don't go by Lavore. I like Brian. Brian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we know you as Brian. <laughs> okay. Now, Lim, your last name, L-Y-M. Yeah, it's... That's an interesting spelling and name. It's been spelled many ways oh. over the years. Uh, and uh, uh, it, it's, it's, and it's been L-Y-M-N, L-Y-N-N. Uh, but what we understand is that uh, it's from England uh, and uh, it was L-I-M-B there. And somewhere in uh, immigration paperwork, got, got, it, got, got. it got changed. A lot of people think I'm Asian. Because of L-Y-M. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of calls from uh, uh, prospective clients as I'm an architect, and, and, and I get 
they want me to do you know Chinese nail studios and stuff and then when I show up and they see that I'm not Asian they decide that they want to work with someone else yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's inter- that's very very interesting now uh, where were you born I was born in Ogden Utah Ogden Utah now how did your family get up to Ogden Utah well they, they were actually in in uh, well, actually, I have a lot of family in that whole region, oh. but but my parents both grew up, were born and raised in a small town, Evanston, Wyoming. Okay. And uh, whenever they tell people they're from Evanston, people go, "Oh, Illinois," and they say, "No, <laughs> Wyoming." <laughs> have you been ever been back to Evanston, Wyoming? Um, well, we went as kids every year, uh-huh. uh, and we did the tour of the mountains. I I loved going to the Rockies every year as a kid because growing up in there's some wonderful terrain in the state of Texas but we grew up in Dallas and mm-hmm. it's pretty flat there mm-hmm. so yeah. I looked every year I looked forward to that trip going up into the Rockies and we'd go see all the relatives and mm-hmm. go to lots of big big uh, families but they grew up my parents both grew up there in a small town of about 3,000 people and, and what, were, uh, were they farmers or what would take them um in? no uh my my grandfather ran the general store oh okay and uh my uh own grandfather my mother's father and my father's father uh ran an excavating company and what he did was he plowed the the the, the snow mm-hmm. off the roads in the winter time and then in the Summertime, he dug irrigation ditches and and and, and, and did you know civil engineering work for ranchers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. A lot yeah. of big trucks and excavators and yeah, yeah, yeah. bulldozers. So uh, fun stuff as a kid <laughs> being around that. Oh yeah, we used to go play around on the trucks. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good stuff. That's mm-hmm. good stuff. You ever done your DNA? I have not. It'd be a good idea to do so. Um, my my. Being from the, the Utah and, and and Wyoming region, obviously my my family was Mormon uh, traditionally, so they've done a lot of mm-hmm. genealogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we know a lot about where we think we came from. But uh, but you, you, you know, I hear that a lot of times when some people do that DNA, they find some <laughs> little surprise. Yeah. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> now I introduced you to Jojo Bear up here. Did you have a teddy bear when you were growing up? I I did not have a teddy bear. I I. Uh, but I always was into animals, and I had, I had a little dog. Oh, a dog. What type uh, of dog? Puff. She was Pekinpoo. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess Pekinese and, and, and half poodle. Uh, and she was my little friend. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially when I got in trouble, when I was, you know, I'd go snuggle on her and cry. So I guess she was my teddy bear. She was your <laughs> Puff. Oh, that, yeah. that, that's great, great. Do you have a nickname when you were growing up? I didn't as a child, uh, but uh, when I got a little bit older in my, my teenage years I, I let my hair grow really long mm-hmm. and scraggly and I never brushed it much so people called me buckwheat buckwheat oh okay all right <laughs> <laughs> where'd you go to high school uh skyline high school in in west dallas in uh, dallas okay yeah and uh how, uh how did your family get from uh utah to dallas what what so my father what actually I, I lived in utah for about a couple of hours. My my father was a, 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 a teaching math uh, and and uh, getting his graduate work at Weber State University. And uh, while my mom was pregnant, uh, he was uh, offered an 
opportunity to, to, to transfer down to Las Cruces, New Mexico. Oh, okay. And so... As you know as, I'm from El Paso. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so when we lived in Las Cruces when I was a little baby, my, my, my mom actually used the reservation as a daycare. Mm. So mm. To this day, she doesn't understand why I love hot, spicy things. And yeah. I say, well, because those ladies were feeding me chilies. <laughs> That's right. You know, they, they eat you know, bland Wyoming food, meat and potatoes, and yeah. that her idea of hot sauce is ketchup. And she's just like, I just don't know where you got that. <laughs> but, but anyway, they, 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 they came down to Las Cruces so he could get his, his PhD, and then he ultimately... Uh, got hired out of that PhD program to, to work in Dallas. Oh, I see. So that got you to Dallas. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, in Sky Skyline uh, High School, what's the mascot there? They're the Raiders. Go, Go Raiders. Raiders. And, and they've provided a lot of, uh, especially basketball, players mm -hmm. to to some of the universities here including the Longhorns oh okay and when you were in high school were you involved in sports or choir or have a job at McDonald's I wanted to play sports I never was good at it my mom was afraid I'd get hurt she made me take uh, music lessons oh so, okay so I was in the orchestra and uh, I, I was uh, uh, playing piano and playing the cello. Oh, do you still play uh, piano? I, d I, I don't. Uh, I've always wanted to get back to it. I've always this wanted, year? Uh, Brian. This would be the time. I was, this, you know, this year. Another hobby, that's all I yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it was good to have like a, 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 a training in classical music mm -hmm. as a child was helpful. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And the thing is, uh, to sit down for five, ten minutes and doodle, noodle, mm -hmm. I call it noodling, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a very peaceful and a beautiful thing, beautiful thing. And uh, when you, uh, did you have a, a job while you were in high school? Uh, kind of. Uh, I first, I, I started throwing newspapers uh, okay. as a kid um, when I was like probably. Which newspaper? And the Dallas Morning, no, not, well, I, I digress. I threw the Dallas Times Herald because uh -huh. that was the afternoon paper, right? And right. I was able to get home from school right. and uh, roll my newspapers and and check the scores of the Texas Rangers and cry. Uh huh. Yes. And, uh, we, but we fortunately, the Dallas Cowboys were wonderful. That was my team. Yes. Uh, Roger Staubach was my hero. Oh. But anyway, I'd roll the newspapers, put them in my saddlebags, and ride my bike around and throw the newspapers. And then I had to get up in the morning on the weekends because you know. That was a morning paper. The reason I mentioned the morning news was because ultimately the Times Herald folded yeah, and, and, and now was it is, bought by the morning news. Yeah, it's just one newspaper, right? So when I was older, I actually had to throw the morning news for a little while. Right. Kind of, but, right. Uh, but no, I, I threw papers and then I got a job at the Safeway uh, for minimum wage, which was, I think, $3.35 an hour yeah. or something like that. And, mm -hmm. and, and uh, I liked working, but I, I, I wanted to do something cool. You right. know, like all the, I'd watch movies and, you know, people would work in a record store or something. Yeah. Like that. I wanted that job. Um, so, so I ended up ultimately working in Deep Ellum right. uh, in a, a place called the Theater Gallery, which was a, a, a music hall mm -hmm. uh, with, with traveling bands, but it also had an art gallery in it. And so yeah. it was kind of a fun place to yeah, work. Pretty cool. Yeah. So I did that until I started going to college. Uh, okay. And where did you go to college? 
Uh, I went to college at the University of Texas at Austin. Yeah. That's, that's, the, hence, that's why I moved to Austin. Oh, from I see. Yeah. And the mascot here is? The Texas Longhorns. Go Horns. Go Horns. And yeah. we're undefeated this year, oh. and it's really looking good. I've, 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 been, I've had a good year so far. got to go to Alabama. Okay. And, uh, and, and that was fun. And, and you went to Waco yesterday? I just went to Waco. Well, there's not a game I go. If my boys are on the field... I'm in the stands. Yes, yeah, you are a big fan. And Brian, I also want to thank you very much for sending photos uh, back, texting me photos that I can share and I can proudly boast, hey, that my neighbor Brian is at the game. I really, <laughs> really appreciate that. So now uh, you're going to you were going to school at the University of Texas Austin. The mascot is uh, the Longhorns. Did you have a car in in college? I did, uh, and, 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 and the interesting thing is, is that when I moved here, Austin, to go to school, I moved into this neighborhood called Deep Eddy. Which is our <laughs> neighborhood. And that's one of the reasons I'm still in this neighborhood. I loved it so much. But uh, I had uh, a hobby uh, at the time of uh, restoring classic BMWs. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, my favorite BMW models were unattainable, uh, too, too expensive, but I... My favorite to actually fix was the 2002. It's a little sports car, uh, fun to drive. And right. I would just, you still have it? Uh, I have one that's in storage that I restored completely in the 90s and would need to start all over again now. It's been so many years. And I always tell myself I'm gonna get to that. Right, right. But I had several of them and I would take them apart, put them back together, drive like a bat out of hell. They were so fun and then break them. <laughs> Break them and then fix them again. And people say, "Why do you put all this time and energy into this car and then drive it like that?" It's because it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I buy into your logic. <laughs> now, uh, when you were in college, what did you? What was your discipline? What did you study? So I would to, to architect. I always wanted to be an architect as a mm -hmm. kid. I was always making things with my hands, mm -hmm. and I made model cities mm -hmm. as a kid. It was really, really? weird. I'd cut out cardboard and build make little miniature buildings i'd buy the things that went with ho train sets but i didn't oh, actually yes, have yes. a train i'd make a little a little scene a little you know, yeah. so i just i always knew that i wanted to and when i when i started going to college i just said i want to be an architect right oh, uh, okay so but i also went to engineering school because i was afraid we would have another you know blip in the economy and yeah. uh, when i was when i just started going to school uh, it was right after the snl crisis so. mm -hmm. And I told everybody, I want to be an architect. And they said, you realize uh, that HKS just fired 400 architects yesterday. Oh. Are you sure you want to do this? And I said, yeah, but okay, fine. I'll do a, 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 another degree in engineering just in case I have to work on bridges or something. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. for I got a little thumping in my throat there. That's why this Dr. Pepper tastes really good. Okay. So when you were in college studying to be an architect and an engineer, did you have a job? I, I did. I had several different uh, part-time jobs working for the university. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, as part of the... Uh, I, I, I qualified for uh, student financial aid. Right. And uh, nowadays, you know, they just give you tons of loans and put right. you in debt. Put you in uh, debt. They actually yeah. had this thing called the Pell Grant back then. Mm -hmm. And they'd, they'd, they'd give you money, mm -hmm. but you didn't have, they didn't give you a check. They said, we're going to give the university 
X thousand dollars and you get to go work for him and earn it okay. over time. So uh, uh, I got a job working in the maintenance department of the Texas Union and they put me in charge of the carpenter shop jobs and and and, and taking care of the cars mm -hmm. the fleet oh, yeah, oh wait a that. minute yeah. <laughs> but, life's starting to look pretty good for brian Lim. well i enjoyed it because because <coughs> i actually you know could could borrow tools from the the the, the, the carpenter shop and when i was making models for architecture yeah, yeah. and it's right across the street right across the 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 uh uh West Mall from, right, right. from the architecture school, yeah. so it was very convenient. Yeah, uh, ended up working for the libraries, different odd jobs, and, and part time. The, and the access to the tools is big because they probably just required you just bring it back. Yeah, they didn't care if I didn't bring it back. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Well, you know, but, no, they, they didn't care as long as I brought it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as yes, yes, yeah, yeah. okay. If it didn't so, come back, that'd be so. An issue. It's the access to those tools because getting something done, if you just yeah. don't have the tool, what do you do? Yeah. That sort of stuff. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now, <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Now, <coughs> you graduated with a degree in architecture and engineering. Do you have an advanced education? Not not particularly. It's it's it. Instead of getting like a master's, I just went ahead and got both degrees. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. So so I have a four year degree in, in engineering and a five year degree. So in an architectural degree is not considered an an advanced educational situation. You it, you, you can get it, it while you're going to college. It, it is in a sense. It's it's a specialized degree. Yes. Uh, it has to be accredited. Okay. Uh, for uh, to beyond accreditation through the university system it has to be accredited by the Texas Board uh, or the National Council of Architectural Registration Board because right. they want to make sure that once you finish that education that you're qualified. So in, in most of the other professions like law and, and that you, you go to graduate school. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, and, and many people do go to graduate school to become an architect. Oh, I see. Uh, we're blessed in, in Austin to, at UT to have a program uh, a five-year uh, program, which really takes almost six, mm -hmm. uh, or but, until the money runs out. Yeah, they call it a five-year program, but it's it's essentially equivalent to a master's degree. Yeah, I but, see. But I don't have a master's degree. Uh, I, I I see. But to the to somebody like me, I, I thought yeah, <coughs> I thought the architectural degree was some well, sort and, of and and it is for a lot of people because if I had gone to another school like A and M. Uh, they have a four-year architecture program, but it's not accredited for licensing. So oh, when you, that's very interesting. So when you finish that four-year degree, then you have to go back to graduate school and get a master's of architecture to so get a license. Credited, but at Texas, you just take UT the, has uh, a combined program. Combined program. And you get it all oh, done. That, in that's very, very You get it all done in five years. No, that's very interesting. Okay, now, uh, what was your first job after college? I went to. Colorado. I was I was recruited out there. Uh, one of the reasons one of the reasons I was recruited out there was because uh, I I put my car restorations into my portfolio, and mm -hmm. the design principal uh, thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we moved out, and I worked for a firm called RNL. RNL in yeah. Denver. Do you in think Denver. they're still around? Uh, oh, they're they're still there. I know some of the guys that worked there, and they thought very highly of, of the University of Texas. The founders of the firm went to UT. So, oh, oh, I see. So they would come to, 
to Austin and recruit. So when I forward this uh, podcast to you, you can send it on to your pals and just let them know how well you're doing I, on I it. I still like. have a fair number of friends in the Denver area. Good. Well, send them this uh, podcast and let them know that you're thinking about them. <laughs> I will. Okay. Now, uh, what would you do? Now, if you're fresh out of college as an architect and you're uh, ready to take on the world and you're working for this firm, what would you do? What was the first thing you'd do? Um, well, you start, basically you have to learn. I learned to draw on a table because I was like one of the last uh, generations of people who learned to draw with an actual pencil. Now it's T-square. all computer. Yeah, and now it's all computer. So the first thing that you did when you were my age is you learned computer-aided drafting software oh, oh, on the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they threw a bunch of stuff at you and said, fix all these drawings and draw these details. And, and you learned you know, over time, you know, the, what it takes to put a building together as, as an intern. Oh, I and, see. And then once you've done that for a couple of years, then you can start taking the exams and ultimately get a license. Ultimately get, sir. Okay, now, uh, so you're up in Denver. How long were you in Denver? I was only there for two and a half years. I, it was a great job. They, they, they were fast-tracking me. I got, to, I, got to, I got to do more than most interns did because they... Uh, I just things were going well, but my uh, uh, my wife at the time was working on her PhD from the University of Texas, and uh, we kind of uprooted the family to go take this job, and and she was able to work on her dissertation for only so much. She had to come back and start doing stuff on campus, so she talked to me into coming back to Texas. Mm-hmm. And all Texans come home. I mean, there's. I said, okay, I can go back to Austin. I didn't have that. Wasn't a hard sell. Right. Well, Doug, the neighbor from El Paso, Dallas, and New York City, lived up there for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Point in time, I said, all Texans come home. Well, when my friends leave Austin, I always tell them, I'll be here when you get back because you will come back. You will come back. <laughs> yes, all Texans come home. So. You're back in Austin now. What? So what are you doing now? Well, I'm still working as, archi- as an architect. Uh, I'm currently working on a, on, a, on a big project for the Travis County uh, Health, uh, they call it Central Health. Okay, They're, Travis County being our county area here. Yeah, yeah, and, and Central Health is the, is the, the health care agency that they have to, to, to provide services to uh, people who uh, don't have private insurance, low income, yeah. and that sort of stuff, uh, okay. or Medicare. A lot okay. of the you know, state state insured people as well. Mm-hmm. But it's it's typically the the underinsured and the uninsured, right? So that the county picks up. So you're working on a building. They have purchased a. a, a they being Travis the County. Travis County Central Health has purchased a building that um, a lot of people in, here know as the the old Sears and the Hancock Center. Uh, and it's funny that Hancock is the Sears building, you know, in, in Chicago. And the yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. The, well, actually, the Sears and the Hancock are buildings in yeah. Chicago. But but it, Hancock used to be one of the first malls in Austin, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and Sears was the flagship store then. Right. And where is this located? It's on Forty First Street uh, between Red River and I thirty five. Okay. There's a big HEB there now. Oh, okay. Uh, and then there's this vacant Sears building. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been empty for years. Mm-hmm. And so Travis County is going to convert it into a, a large healthcare facility. And, and I'm working with uh, a team over at uh, BGK Architects. BGK. 
K. Yeah, it's Barnes Gromatsky Kasarik Architects. Okay, here in and that's here an Austin, Austin firm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so here's this previous shopping center mall, Hancock center what is that right yeah well it and it well the mall is pretty much gone now because it's been changed to an heb and then the, the right. other stores right and so here's this former sears building but the anchor building is right still oh yeah intact. yeah sears, yeah. sears the old sears stores mm -hmm. okay and now you're going to convert that into a health care facility for travis county for residents in travis county yeah so so they'll serve the ground floor of the building, and it's a rather large building, it's almost 200,000 square feet. Well, I think back to the old days of the Sears building, mm -hmm. those things were big. Yeah, and it's three levels. It's, you know, there's a there's a lower level, there's the street level, and then there's an upper floor. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the street level will have a lot of clinics and mm -hmm. exam rooms and dental facilities, yeah. labs, pharmacies, right, that kind right. of thing. So uh, how long have you been working on that project? I joined the team the beginning of this year. Beginning of this year, and and we we're in the we're in the middle of what's called design development. But uh, we've still got a couple more years before it'll actually well, be two, built. Two two more years now. It'll take a while. Now, at what stage are you in design? The building is empty. Uh, and you've gutted it, and it's just a cement building, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's it's a concrete frame, right? And it's 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 covered in in. Uh, uh, precast panels. It doesn't have any windows in it because it was a big department store. So right. we're gonna we're gonna strip the outside off of it and take it all the way down to its bones. Right. And then we're gonna fill it with stuff and put a new exterior facade on it. We'll and, put windows on it. And put yeah. windows and, and doors and and, 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 and skylights. Let some light into the facility. Right. We, we don't want it to be. You know, I guess back then it had like you know everything was lit because it was retail. But right. we want natural light. <laughs> natural light, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, any uh, any chance of solar power on top or anything like that? Well, I mean, that's an interesting question. So the city of Austin requires now that when you when you build buildings or fix buildings up like this, that you make them solar ready, um, and you don't necessarily have to put solar panels on them by law right. or by code, but you have to make it where it's easy to transform the building in the future. So you run the, the, uh, the lines up and you, and you designate a spot. You say, this is where the solar panels can go. And here's the plug-ins. Yeah, and, right. and, but we're talking to the owner right now about whether or not they want to add the solar panels just to add them. And, and the HEB next door has a ton of solar panels on them. Uh, so, uh, I was doing some research. HEB's made a deal with uh, Austin Energy to, to save millions and millions over the years in, in, in rebates if they put solar panels on all their stores because they've got so many stores it's, right. a, it's a good right. deal mm -hmm. uh, our building's not big enough to make a deal but they might just put them up there just because it'll save them money well there must be enough sp a roof space to power the building yeah it's a it's a big roof and yeah. it's, there's nothing so, up there <laughs> oh, okay now uh you said that this is going to take a project going to be two years to do something like this now and you're uh, are you down to the bare concrete building now well yeah fortunately they were marketing the building to uh to sell it and or at one point put another store or something in it so so the owner of the building that sold it to travis county had stripped everything out of it uh and and, and basically removed everything uh 
so it's just a it's just a shell right now, which makes it easy for us to do the design work. Uh, okay, now your uh, function on the team you you've been there since November, uh, the first of the year. What are you handling? What what you go into work? You look at your computer. <laughs> I'm you, the, I'm the pro, what they call the project architect. Right. Um, so the two people that are really in charge of the project are the project manager. Right. Uh, who handles the the logistics and the teams and every, you know dealing with the owner and and, and keeping mm -hmm. everybody you know in line. Mm -hmm. uh, and and then there's the pro the project architect is my role and I'm in charge of actually. Uh, heading up the design work, uh, you know, work with the, 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 the senior designers in the firm, you mm -hmm. know, they'll come up with the concepts, but my job is to make it all happen and then manage the team right. that's doing all the design work. Uh, okay, so uh, you wake up one morning and say, you know, this room over here might should really be red, <laughs> or, or and this one over here should be blue, you, and you take this into the boss, and uh, it's, you said it was Travis County, which is a legal governmental entity here in Texas. Then you have uh, your construction people. Do uh, you have to go back and forth with these people to convince them that this room is red and this one's blue? Is it, does it get to that point? It can, but, but most of the time, so we've already gone through kind of what the, what the needs of the facility are. Mm -hmm. and, and we've gotten, you know, I mean, they if they don't like things we'll change them but 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 really what more what it comes down to is is i work with the 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 guys whose names are on the door and 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 they sketch up uh, mm -hmm. ideas and what they would like to see in the design and then they give it to me and then i look at the logistics of how we're going to build oh, that. oh i see and mm -hmm. then i and i make it happen mm -hmm. and then i call up the engineers and i go hey we need you to move the the, the air conditioning equipment or this part of the roof and can we run this you right. know, down here I see, and, I see. And, and, and so uh, this is where we need to put the elevators though now guys. you've been in at this uh, well October 1st is next week so nine months at, at this what's your biggest problem right now what's your what's your biggest problem right now the biggest problem is that uh, the uh, they're expanding the HEB next door mm-hmm and we're sharing a party wall with them. Ooh. And uh, they had done some design work that's gonna impact our side of the building. And then it, it, they realized that they needed to make some changes mm -hmm. because the existing conditions were not yeah. what they understood. Yeah. And so their new design is, uh, is getting in the way of our boilers and some of the Oh, the, I see. Yeah, and we we don't have anywhere to put it. Uh, so we're going back to them and saying we need your engineers to reconfigure this this framing because we got to get the exhaust out of the lower level. Yes, I see. I see. <laughs> from these boilers. So now this this would not be a rare situation in the building world when you're building something. There's going to be yin and yang, give and take. We can do this. We can't do that. So, well, that's that's what we're here for. We you know. We, we we solve problems. Solve problems, right. and, and and then and we coordinate a lot of different needs, and then we we make something that mm -hmm. fits those needs. So, right. so you brought up what's that's that's really just the, the biggest hurdle we're dealing with at the moment. There, right, there, right, right. There will be others. No, oh, there'll <laughs> be others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this must keep you very busy. It does. Uh, 
busy, sometimes it's busier than I want to be. <laughs> busier <laughs> than I want to be. We get, that's why they call it work. I got a lot of other things I like to do. <laughs> and those other things, of course, are your hobbies. You have some very interesting hobbies. You are known as in the neighborhood as Brian the Honey Guy, and we have some of your honey right here. Uh, this deep eddy honey, right? We have a bottle of your honey. Tell us a little bit about your honey. Well, as it says there on the label, it's 100% pure local raw honey. Uh, I have uh, five beehives mm -hmm. uh, in my backyard. Mm -hmm. uh, I started doing it three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's been longer than that. Time flies. Uh, but uh, uh, it's just tasty stuff, and it's good. It for, really is good it's stuff. It's good yeah. for the neighborhood. It's good for the. You know, we need the pollinators, we need the flowers. Oh, we love the bees. Now, you also uh, told me something about you enjoy photography. I, I do. I, I, I've been taking pictures as, a, as, a, as an architect for years and years and years, and, mm -hmm. and I never really got any training, but now I'm actually taking advantage of, of uh, being able to enroll courses at, at ACC and, and learn the technical stuff about oh, that's photography. Interesting. That's yeah. interesting. And what sort of things do you take pictures of? Well, as an architect, it's 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 more uh, buildings and 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 historic architecture, landscapes. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you can just go down to Big Bend and really enjoy. You know, oh, the, yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah. Now you're a big sports guy. I know this. You're a big Longhorn guy, and you do you do a tailgate uh, over for the Horns, don't you? We do. Uh, I've been tailgating for years and years and years, uh, uh, but we have what's called the Deep Eddy Tailgate, uh -huh. which is basically a lot of people think it's affiliated with our, our local pub, uh, the Deep Eddy Cabaret, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, uh, it's really not. It's, it's after the neighborhood. It's the neighborhood and it's a lot of the people that go hang out in that pub, but it's, 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 uh, it's the neighborhood. It's the neighborhood, and that's great, and it's for the Horns game. We set up a big to-do, we have couple TVs, satellite oh, dishes, really? oh, that's tents, great. food. That's great. We even have our own porta potty so you don't have to go get in line. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love it. You guys are pros at this. Uh, okay. Now, COVID has ended. Have you had, do you have any uh, travel plans or anything like that? I, I do. Uh, uh, I wanted to go a little bit farther, you know, take some architectural photographs in Europe, but work got in the way. I do, though, get to travel around Texas quite a bit. Uh, uh, one of the wonderful things about uh, being a Longhorn fan is is we go to a lot of games. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to going back to, to, to Big Bend and uh, and I like to go to the observatory. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, beautiful out there. Out, right. Outside of Marfa. Right. Uh, but I get to go to Houston. You know, I was in Waco last night. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I'll be going to to, to, to the Dallas and Fort Worth areas when the, the Horns play OU and, OU, and TCU. OU weekend, so, yeah. so, so uh, yeah. I do enjoy traveling around and, uh, well, and, and take one of the other things I like to do is I like to go to all the courthouses in Texas. Oh, very good. And take photographs. Right. Now, you're leading a very interesting life. Who are the people who have inspired you? Well, you know, I would say that uh, uh, one of my biggest inspirations, and he's, he's passed away was a man by the name of Jack Peary. Okay. Um, and I met him uh, when I was working in the, the, the uh, nightclubs in Deep Ellum. Mm -hmm. and, and, and he was the accountant. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, he uh, had talked me into going to school. Mm -hmm. uh, Jack Peary. Yeah, and so I ended up coming down to, to Austin and, 
and uh, uh, meeting with him and, 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 and uh, shortly after that coming down to go to the University of Texas. Right. And then I, uh, he, really, he really got me on the track to where I am today. And then we ended up uh, buying a boat together uh, mm -hmm. and restoring it. And, 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 and even though he's no longer with us, he had cancer, uh, he would be proud to see what we've done to that boat. Okay. Now, Doug the Neighbor has a motto. Laughter is the best medicine. What is your motto? Do what you love to do and do it well. Great words. And these are words that you would give to high school students and nieces? And I, would, I would tell them to... to like one of the things that I always find interesting is when people say, "Oh, I hate my job." F do do find a job. Do, do what do you do. enjoy. And then it's not work. There's a way to make a living yeah. doing something that yeah. you love to do. Brian, those are beautiful, beautiful words, and we thank you very much for uh, participating in our Doug the Neighbor podcast, coming to you from the. Possum Trot Studios here in awesome Austin, Texas. And we have a little gift for you. Okay. We participate in the <laughs> Top of Possum Trot Flipper Walk, and uh -huh. that is a flipper uh, keychain that All was right. 3D printed, and it is yours. And if you would be kind enough to uh, put it on your keychain as a reminder to flip off Big C because we have lost way too many people on that. And we certainly oh, yeah. appreciate you participating in this uh, uh, the Possum Trot uh, podcast with Doug the Neighbor. We thank you very, very much. Please enjoy your Dr. Pepper. And we know that uh, we just appreciate you being here. You've led a very, very interesting life. And to our podcast listeners around the world, we have been talking with Brian Lim, an architect, sportsman, uh, beekeeper, photographer, and just all-around great neighbor. Thank you for listening. Call your mother. Make her smile. All the best. Well, thank you. <laughs>